Alright. Now let's get it in. Yeah, yeah. Smackdown. The podcast with the shadows and it's Blake. You're doing what you ain't. Let's get it in. Then I pepper, baby. Let's do this. Smackdown Live. Alright, so let's get into it. We got Paige in the ring opening the show. We got all the instruments that are gonna, gonna excuse me that are gonna come into play at TLC, streaming live on the WWE Network in two weeks. You know, tables, ladders, and chairs—the first ever women's uh, match with those types of stipulations. And uh, Paige introduces Oscar, Charlotte, and of course the man Becky Lynch. Now, you know Becky comes out and you know she grabs the mic and of course she speaks first. She is the champion. And if we can recall back to last week, in my opinion, I think Charlotte caught the upper hand. I think she won that little verbal uh, joust between the two. But now that we have a new element in the playing field or on the playing field in Asuka, the Empress, then, uh, like I said, even commentary brings it up, you know. Becky's chances are that much lower. Yeah, so Becky uh, shares her her confidence in herself. Still, you know, says she makes history anytime she steps in the ring, and it doesn't matter if you earned it or if you're hurt or whatever. Talking to Oscar and Charlotte, and she's still going to be able to do anything it takes to win the first ever women's TLC match. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Yes. Congratulations to Becky for, you know, being the top of power rankings and all of her success in this new role that she's taken. I am anxious to see what she brings to the table at TLC. I know that she's done great things, you know. From Evolution and, you know, SummerSlam and, you know, Hell in a Cell. Like, I think it was uh, Hell in a Cell, really. But she's she's done great things since then, you know. And she's definitely grabbed the brass ring uh, in so many tenses. You know, she won the last woman's standing match. So there's nothing that we can take away from Becky Lynch. But the Rebecca character that I was uh, so into feels like, uh, get this, a shadow of the past. I'm not too sure. We, 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 Like I said, we're anxious to see what it is she brings at TLC. I don't want to take a favorite in the match. But I am very interested to see how Charizard responds to it. So let's hear it. Alright, Charlotte grabs the microphone and, uh, you know, spotlight goes on her and she tells Becky to change the song because we hear it uh, week in and week out about how Charlotte's handed opportunity. Uh, You know, just a quick spoiler, overlying thing is this was basically about Charlotte and Becky. Uh, And, you know, she speaks on how Becky dropped the ball and Charlotte was right there to pick it up for her. You know, like I said, I made my point on how Becky was so upset about everyone going to Charlotte and asking her to do uh, or to perform at a high level or at the highest levels. And, you know, when Becky couldn't do it, she had to go and do it herself. It's very clear that Becky only learned that lesson for a day or two and completely forgot that she needed uh, to go and ask Charlotte. But either way. What I recognize is, uh, again, Charlotte getting the upper hand because it wasn't Becky's turn. No one stopped Becky when she was talking. Yes, she is the SmackDown Women's Champion. She can do whatever she wants. But if we're going to just be uh, jumping in front and trying to uh, defend self when Charlotte is clearly stating certain facts about uh, how... You know, Becky couldn't go to Survivor Series and face Ronda Rousey. And Charlotte did for her. And we all know what happened between Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. Even though some would say that uh, Charlotte 
could not put down Ronda Rousey, you know, at the end of the day, it took her one kendo stick to, you know, put her in the situation that she was in that night, it was crazy, you know, and it only took one punch from Nia Jax to put Becky on the sideline for a little while, so, um, yeah, uh, Becky was trying to say, oh, I was still willing to fight and all that, but uh, at the end of the day, you weren't cleared. You went in there, and inside of the storyline, you got your face broken. So you could have all of this man talk. That's what's up. That's cool. But we still, uh, again, this adds to my intrigue in seeing how this match unfolds at uh, TLC in two weeks, streaming live on the WWE Network. So while they begin to argue, Oscar actually jumps in. So Oscar basically says that, uh, you know, Becky chose wrong at Survivor Series and choosing Charlotte as opposed to choosing her. And, uh, you know, Charlotte was already beat by Becky. Now, if we're paying attention, oh, well, and Charlotte even went to this, but Charlotte already beat Oscar. Now, if Charlotte beat Oscar, and this is simple mathematics, so common sense of how are we going to call it? But if Charlotte beat Oscar and Rebe or Becky beat Charlotte, then Oscar is technically the, the, in third place here. You know, because clearly number one would be able to beat number three. And Charlotte's reminder to uh, Oscar that she beat her at WrestleMania, Oscar said that she got lucky and beat her once. We can go outside of the storyline a little bit and recognize that Charlotte made Oscar tap out more than once. You know, I think it was a mixed match challenge episode on Facebook Watch. But if we're going to stick inside of this storyline and it is what it is, Oscar really believes that she can beat Ronda Rousey. I don't have a pony in that race. It would be left to the superstars in the ring to prove their claims. Now, Becky thinks that she can beat Ronda Rousey and these guys can't, but all of this remains to be seen. Either way, Becky signs the contract and leaves the ring to a resounding ovation from the crowd. Becky leaving prompted Charlotte to uh, ask the question uh, to the general manager, Paige, if, uh, if that's what we're going to do, like just letting the champ walk out during the contract signing, you know. It was a small dig at Paige's professionalism and maybe even how much control she has over the uh, roster in and of itself. Uh, I'm not going to say whether it was right or wrong, but it, it, it was something I noticed also. It doesn't necessarily matter, I think. Uh, but it does uh, add to my point of Becky not necessarily being... Uh, but let's just say the championship energy has totally possessed her and this is who she has become. This is why I would need to see how she performs at TLC because right now I'm with this 33 and a third chance or however we're going to call it, 33% chance of uh, retaining the championship at TLC. And it's, uh, you know, call it ambulance because it's not looking... Like it's going to be able to uh, uh, have go in Becky's favor. But I could be wrong. It still remains to be seen. And we'll find out what happens two weeks from now. Streaming live on the WWE Network. As far as Oscar and Charlotte in the ring goes. Uh, Charlotte, like I said, told Becky or told Paige that, you know, if you just look at your champion leaving, it's fine though. Because she's just all talk anyway these days. And comes to um come TLC she's gonna beat her and she points at Oscar and says I'm gonna beat you again so tough talk from Charlotte excuse me <clears throat> Charizard we will see if uh she's able to bring this same thunder uh two weeks from now on the WWE Network at TLC and it's uh it's it's something that I'm very 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 excited to be able to take part of from a viewership standpoint.
I just want to give a shout out to Oscar speaking her Japanese. She started talking that talk, man. It's so aggressive. Like, we respect the fact that her and Shinsuke have been putting in a little bit more work on their ESL. Like, I can hear it. And their English is translating through better, uh, in my opinion. I can definitely comprehend what they're getting at. And I can even appreciate uh, the way they're trying to enunciate all of their words and still be able to add in the things that they're supposed to add in from a, a you know, selling the match uh, space. I respect it a lot. And again, just to hear them flip back into their Japanese, that is pure awesomeness to me. And it it's aggressive in its own uh, respects. So it's really, really cool. Charlotte signs the contract. Oscar signs the contract. It is official. We've got our first ever women's TLC match in two weeks, streaming live on the WWE Network. But Oscar says, I could break you right now. How about it? So we could potentially get a match between Charlotte and Oscar again right now. Let's find out what takes place. Whoa, hold on. Just got word from one of our producers. This next segment is brought to you by K Jewelers. Let's uh let's find out what happens together. Okay. So we get Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville coming out to the ring instead. Of course, I think we can all tell where this is going, but that is a great way to segue out of the first segment and move into our first match of the night. But before we get there, let's find out what Mandy Rose has to say. All right, then. They come out, they are literally uh, telling Paige that Charlotte and Oscar ain't good enough. They ain't got it. And they could actually take them out right now. Right now. So Paige obliges the request and grants the match. So we got a tag team match between uh, Charlotte and Oscar. And they will be taking on the team of Absolution. I don't care. I don't care. That's right. Team Tough Enough. Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, and let's just get on Sonya Deville, because y'all know I'm biased, because Sonya Deville said that she made one mistake last week, but other than that, she dominated that entire battle royale, and I could almost agree, I was on my feet, I was on the edge of my seat, hair up, square up, we're going to see a good one right now. And so we cut the backstage before the tag team match, and we got Shane McMahon, the best in the world, standing next to his best in the world trophy or the World Cup. And um, the Miz comes through and asks him why is he, you know, interviewing Daniel Bryan, excuse me, the new Daniel Bryan later on tonight on Miz TV. And, you know, Shane lets him know it's because he's the star of the show. It's The, the show has his name in it. Uh, long story short, you know, Miz is still upset because these guys, well, Shane isn't necessarily acting like a partner, and Shane reminds him that they aren't partners, this was all something that Miz stood up, and they just, you know, just move forward, it's a fairly comical segment in my opinion, uh, just to speak to it a little bit more in depth, I would say that Miz is attempting to be a good guy. And it's not necessarily working. So he's still in the ways that he has always been as a heel. And, uh, you know, I don't think that he should go all the way good guy. I think he's in a real good space right now with the WWE Universe. And Miz TV is uh, doing excellently, you know. The Marine 6 is doing great in the stores, and thank you guys for going out and purchasing it, because I know you did. And, uh, moving forward, let's get into this tag match. Let's move with it. Listen to this fire commentary.
That's the truth. So it's been said they have no problems. Uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose are, you know, back cool. There was a small issue between them where Sonya Deville didn't trust her, but it's very clear that they're back to normal now. speak to that because again uh becky has not beaten oscar but if becky's beaten charlotte and charlotte has beaten oscar then uh becky should have nothing to worry about and i think that is the logic Oscar smacking up. Oh, what a block. Look at this. These stories that are told in the ring show that the superstars are actually growing and learning something about the superstars that they're taking on during the match. So we get a couple, a little couple more bits of action where... Uh, uh, Charlotte eventually was able to get the upper hand. Huge fall away slam to Mandy Rose. Sandy, Sonya Deville jumps in the ring, gets kicked in the gut, and tossed out of the ring, which prompts Charlotte to uh, go over the top and land on them both. It was a great catch, a great landing. And then Charlotte did the flare strike right in front of Oscar, who was standing there uh, seemingly unimpressed, but uh, showing respect nonetheless with, you know, a nod. So out comes the man, Becky Lynch, uh, SmackDown Women's Champion. Alright then, the match rolls on. So thus far, the match between the two, excuse me, between the four has uh, been uh, fairly competitive. Uh, a cool level of physicality has been displayed. Oscar tags in uh, after Charlotte goes on a quick uh, run with high offense moves. And Becky Lynch uh, coming down to scout the competition is going to go ahead and sit ringside, but not necessarily on commentary, which is, uh, you know, uh, in the off chance that, you know, WWE and Becky get to hear this. Uh, what is, is this a way to keep the mystique of the champ? Uh, intact, you know, because if she's supposed to be the women's champion, why couldn't she get on commentary and talk some talk? You know, I mean, it's not necessarily up to me to say who's uh, to do what or whatever, you know what I mean? But, you know, Becky's just out there watching, you know, and oh my goodness, what a spear from Sonya Deville to, uh, to Asuka. It's a crazy takedown. But either way, I don't, I, you know, I'm not going to, I'm just a little iffy on Becky Lynch. Is she a heel? Is she a face? With Charlotte coming back and being the way she is now, I don't know what to make of anyone. It doesn't, nothing makes sense to me right now. And I'm not saying that in a bad way at all. You know, this has nothing to do with how the product is. It has more so to do with uh, just where the characters are as far as their development goes, leading into TLC streaming live on the WWE Network a week from Sunday. You know, I just want to make sure that everyone is uh, 
clear on what positions everyone is in. So if uh, Becky is a heel or a hybrid or a face or whatever, so have you, you know, the, the crowd is clearly going to cheer her. But as far as uh, the storyline continuity, which I can argue for WWE and advocate for, I would like to know if the bad guy is uh, going in to win or lose this one or this time around because there's always a very valuable uh, message and lesson uh, taught from WWE. Getting back into the match that is going on during the commercial break, we're seeing Oscar get essentially dominated by Team Absolution or Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Uh, Stretch Armstrong holding nudging the elbow into the ribs and this just gives a clout to the point of Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville really really stepping up and deserving this uh, opportunity to have some time on TV with the top two women superstars arguably in the company in Charlotte and Oscar. now hold on because in the off chance that the man gets to hear this Becky is definitely uh, top of the power rankings so if she has eclipsed everyone else then this is why she can't necessarily be uh, brought into the conversation is like you know let's not always want to be selfish and uh, have the spotlight for ourselves and yes of course there's other superstars that she would claim have stolen the spotlight but at the same exact time uh, just talking mean and rude and stuff like that I'm looking at this match and for right now it is awesome because there was a great takedown that Mandy Rose gave this um, Oscar but either way we need to see uh, what else uh, Becky can bring from a, a verbal standpoint you know like the fans are going to cheer it anyway but there are of course people that are uh, analyzing the product in a different fashion uh, such as myself and other uh, shadows, you know, that aren't hiding from anybody, you know, and just here on the Anchor app sharing our opinion on the product, you know. Hot tag, Charlotte. Charlotte's been doing the thing. Oscar got back to the apron. Mandy Rose pulls her down. Forearm Charlotte. Oscar pulls Mandy Rose off of the apron, but then. Now, wait a minute now, just to make sure this is clear because it was quite the sequence. When Oscar pulled Mandy Rose back down off of the apron in response to her being pulled off of the apron, Charlotte kicked Oscar in the face. I believe it was inadvertent. Now, we have a roll-up attempt from Sonya Deville, but Charlotte reverses the roll-up into a roll-up predicament of her own. Let's see what takes place, thanks to K-Jewelers. Two. And now we got it. During that roll-up reversal pinning attempt that Charlotte had on Sonya Deville, Sonya, I mean, excuse me, Oscar ran in and kneed Charlotte in the face. Kicked her in the face, running knee, shining wizard, however we gonna call it. No mistake about it, y'all heard commentary which prompted Sonya Deville to pick up the 1-2-3 victory on Charlotte, which gives Team Absolution, Team Toughen of Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose the victory over two top women's superstars on the WWE roster, especially on the SmackDown roster. I know this had to have been uh, much to uh, Becky's chagrin, and... Um, this positions Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville in a much better place 
on SmackDown Live as women's competitors. I would like to see one of them uh, begin to vie for the women's championship, but I know that that's a, a fair road that one has to climb. And uh, of course, time is going to tell. So let's just see how it all takes place. Whoa, Jon Stewart sighting in the SmackDown Live crowd, starring in the tribute to the troops on, I believe, December 20th on the USA Network. Shouts to Jon Stewart, such an homage to popular culture. I appreciate him. Uh, Trevor Noah was doing a bang-up job, but of course, you know, we always miss this guy uh, doing what it is he does. What? Clap! Uh, nice. Yes, it is. All right, so next up, we had a tag team match between uh, Jay Uso, tag team champion Cesaro, and Xavier Woods of the New Day. This one is going to be uh, fairly interesting. We know that the new, well, first of all, let's just get it out the way. These are three of the greatest tag teams uh, in WWE right now. I think if we go into an all-time list, or at least in the newer era, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Give the people what they want. This, these guys on commentary is brought to you by Bootios. They make sure you ain't booty. All right, now let's continue. What's going on between these three teams right now, I believe, at least in the reality era, if that's what uh, it's being called, and that was what Triple H called it some time ago. I don't know if it has changed. Uh, whatever we're going to call it. But right now, in this time of WWE, since the brand split and the superstar shakeup and all of that, I would say that the New Day, the Usos, and of course the Bar have all proven to be the top teams. You know, I can't go to Raw and say, yeah, there's a great tag team over there right now. I can't, I can't think of a, a team that has been able to stay together, you know. We miss Bray Wyatt, you know. We um we know that Bray Wyatt had a great run with Matt Hardy on Raw. We know he had a great tag team run with the Viper Randy Orton on SmackDown before that. But those teams did not stay together. You know, again, right now the longest standing teams, you know, of course being Jimmy and Jay, the Usos have been around forever at this point. Uh, of course, we all know the New Day. Y'all yeah, know this is my team. This is my squad. You know, and the bar, I think, uh, have uh, one of the greatest deals of respect for as far as tag team uh, sports entertainment goes, just based on the fact that, you know, they came together under such uh, strange circumstances. You look at the bar and you see that Sheamus and Cesaro were fighting. You know, I think they are who they are still because of their respect for hardcore legend Mick Foley, who was in charge, not in charge, but who had a great uh, hand in bringing these two together. They had an awesome best of seven series, proving to the WWE Universe that they can go at the highest level. And it, it, the saying holds true, whether you get annoyed by it or not, they do not just set the bar. They are the bar. So we've got a tag team match between those three teams for the tag team championships at TLC in two weeks basically stream a live on the wwe network and tonight we've got our triple threat i do not think cesaro has a good chance of winning this match i think he's going to be able to show us something amazing like he always plans to do when he gets into the ring but just being uh realistic with the situation the bar and excuse me the usos in the new day wait excuse me new day is on commentary Oh, during the commercial break, apparently Cesaro knocked the pancakes on the ground because New Day is on commentary. But you buy bootios. Oh, he, he ate the alley-oops? All right. But let's get back to this respect because those the, the teams are going in right now and putting in a lot of effort. But I think that um, the Usos and the New Day are, you know, because they have such a great deal of respect for each other, uh, going back to their tag team championship match inside of a Hell in a Cell and, you know, them stealing the show on, during the kickoff 
you know, and they didn't make the main show because we all know that the kickoff and uh, the main show are two totally different entities during uh, pay-per-view day. Pause. We got a giant tornado DDT, Tope tornado DDT, if that's what we're going to call it, from Woods to uh, Jay Uso, which was bananas just now. But I think that these guys, the New Day and the Usos, are going to be able to come up with something. I, it's going to come down to one of those two winning the match. We know that the New Day has a great deal of respect for the Usos and uh, the other way around. I think it's going to be a strong showing from all three. I'm done really talking about the match. Again, this is just a, a level of in-depth analysis as opposed to just giving you guys some stories. I have some new ideas. Uh, whilst this match uh, continues to roll on, I think that next week, uh, starting on Monday Night Raw, we'll be alternating throughout the weeks of... Uh, you know, alternate, not alternate, pardon me, I'm looking to advocate for the heels and the faces, I think it's only fair the next week we start with the faces, you know, uh, and, you know, the vice versa, as the weeks go forward, you know, and we'll see who, uh, <laughs> who I, who I end up advocating for in the coming weeks, hold on, that's right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> It is intense. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're going to do that. We're going to do a face and a heel thing. Next week, starting with the heels. I mean, excuse me, next week, starting with the faces. Uh, we know on Raw, uh, Finn Balor ended up uh, dealing with uh, what he dealt with. He had a great showing, but all in all, the Scottish, the Scottish psychopath ended up putting him down. But keeping it to this match here, where we have two faces and a heel, uh, and we've got Cesaro coming in. Oh, he's going for a swing. This is a big part of the match I heard. Let's look at it. He has Woods on his shoulders, and he is holding Jey Uso, and he is doing the swing. Swiss Superman, he did the swing with both people, both superstars. And goes for a super. I mean, goes for a sharpshooter on the woods. That is bananas. And this gives to this gives to that point of Cesaro being one of the more respected superstars on the roster. At any moment's notice, he could uh, win a championship, whether it be United States Championship or even WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Oh my goodness. He threw Woods out the ring, but ate a super kick from Jey Uso, hence giving the Usos the win. That's right. They've got the momentum going into the show week from Sunday. Next week, I'm sure we're going to see one of these members, or we're going to see uh, Jimmy Uso, uh, Sheamus, and one of the members of the New Day between Kofi and Big E. Going at it uh, for the go-home show going into TLC. It's going to be very interesting. Oh, look. The, lady, the lovely Kayla Braxton, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, here goes Rusev, ladies and gentlemen. And Lana. Let's speak. Now, we all know what happened during the match. Rusev was getting ready to get started. He's ripping his shirt off. But then Shisuke Nakamura attacked him from behind, stomped his head into the ropes, uh, hit him with a Kinshasa out of the ring. Oh, my God. Almost flipped him out the ring from the bottom rope. And then uh, whilst he was getting ready to leave, 
He ran and hit a jumping Kinshasa, which looked completely awesome. United States champion stands strong. We got the lovely Kayla Braxton action. Rusev, how he feels about it? Let's find out together. Shouts to Rusev, and we don't know when it's going to happen, but we do know that Rusev is looking for Shinsuke Swagger America. He's claiming that it is his title. We remember that he went on a whole uh, year-long winning streak, and he did some crazy things to John Cena back in the day. So I think if Rusev is talking like he's hungry, he's got Lana back in his corner after all of these years. Let's... uh. Let's see how that story unfolds itself. Meanwhile, next up, we've got the Miz TV segment with the Miz and the new Daniel Bryan, our WWE champion. Hold on. Did you know that Becky Lynch started training for WWE at age 15 at Finn Bylas Wrestling School in Ireland and continued perfecting her craft while traveling the world before making her WWE debut? Wow. Ooh. Oh. And causes cataclysmic destruction You guys are you guys are like me and you know respect NXT, but uh, wait for the superstars to get called up to the main roster to get to either Brand Raw or SmackDown, and you would know that somebody like Lars Sullivan coming up is a it's a huge wake up call to a lot of the superstars. I I I don't know which brand he's gonna go to. I know that Stephanie and Shane are both vying for him. I would hope that he went to SmackDown. But at the same time, if he went to Roy, he has a great competition that he would have, not have to go through, but it will be very, uh, very cool to see him go up against. On the SmackDown side of things, if he were to go to SmackDown, he would, uh, I would dare say, quickly dominate everyone, or at least everyone would be on their toes. We've got Drew McIntyre on the Roy brand right now, uh, running roughshod on everybody. And there's a that would be a crazy feud or rivalry, but looking at this uh, fairly realistically, him on him on the SmackDown brand would get everyone in the get everyone in the mental space of uh, uh, turning up or just letting him win the championship, you know. 
uh, everyone has their feelings on SmackDown about their skill level, and it's just going to be very, very cool to see Lars Sullivan come on up whenever he's ready or whenever he makes his decision. I anticipate it. I hope you do also. Meanwhile, let's get to this Miss TV segment. Wait, wait, what? Wait, oh, wait a minute now. It's Carmella and our truth. <laughs> oh. Ow! you by the Marine Six Close Quarters, uh, Dane Bryan segment in Miz TV. Theoretical knowledge versus practical wisdom. That is very intelligent. We're going to ignore the Survivor Series. Oh, wait a minute.
day. These people commit countless atrocities against the earth and future generations every single day, every single week, every single month, every single year. Count the sins. Wow. Half my thoughts exactly. That was very powerful. So we had that entire situation take place. And Daniel Bryan went on to, you know, speak on that he speak on him being the new Daniel Bryan and the Yes movement being dead along with the old Daniel Bryan and eventually gets AJ Styles to come out. And he doesn't want to talk about the match coming up. A week from Sunday as a TLC, he wants to fight. Daniel Bryan, with the heel tactics, pushes uh, Miz in the way. And Miz acts as a pawn for Daniel Bryan to essentially get away for a second. AJ gets the upper hand, gets outside, gets Daniel Bryan back into the ring. But Miz jumps in to fight again. And... You know, all in all, distracts AJ and hits him for a skull, well, gets him in position for a skull crushing finale, which happened and gives Daniel Bryan the opening to escape the ring. That's a little different. You know, you see both heels uh, working together, and it's something else. I don't know what word to use. I don't want to say it's refreshing, but it's just uh, <laughs> new to see Daniel Bryan and The Miz uh, working together. So. That was the Miz TV segment. Uh, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan are going to face off head-to-head in AJ's contractually obligated uh, rematch at TLC on the WWE Network uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship. Daniel Bryan is clearly a new character, and... You know, he's clearly, we've always known he was a health nut. And I'm not saying that to, you know, speak down on it. He's speaking about, uh, we know he's had a green thumb. We know he's a farmer. You know, he's, um, he is, the, the WWE Championship has truly taken over. And he's exemplifying that. He's using, uh, all of the things that he truly cares about, he's bringing them to the WWE Universe. And the people are responding to it. And, you know, to speak on the fact that we farmed foods and, you know, uh, quote-unquote global warming because it, the factory farm foods release methane gas into the atmosphere. It's, man, you know, it's something new. And if people don't like it, I think that's going to just be tough luck because for right now, he is the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, and he can do what he wants. So that was Miss TV, folks. Moving forward, we've got uh, old rivalry renewed, and I'm not too mad at this one. It's Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. Uh, we know that Randy Orton is always trying to uh, erase uh, characters who are beloved by the WWE Universe. We know last week we had Jeff Hardy celebrating 20 years in sports entertainment. And uh, Jeff Hardy took Ray down, uh, apparently took Ray out for a little while. So now we're off to, well, he's off to take on Jeff Hardy. And... Excuse me. And he'll be, uh, I guess, attempting to take him out once and for all. So let's, uh, let's see how that all plays out. Speak, Randy. Tonight, I'll just have to stomp on Jeff Hardy. 
Oh man. So we've had a very, very uh, back and forth match between Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. The two know each other so well. They've been uh, back and forth throughout the year of 2018. We've seen some crazy things take place. We've even seen these two go into the Hell in a Cell. The match has culminated to Jeff Hardy hitting a, a backdrop onto the announce table. And Jeff Hardy's going up top. Jeff, wait a minute. Hey, 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 Jeff, wait, wait. What? Well, hold on. Oh, it's just hey, listen, Samoa man. Joe at the bar. Oh, RKO. Oh, what? That was a little uh, unorthodox. Good question, Phillips. Ah, I see, baby. Yeah. Y'all heard Byron. Now, hold on. What does he have to say about this? That That's interesting. I'll give my take on it. Hello, Samoa Joe. Well said. Now you see, you can make some really good choices. You can choose to have a couple of these, go out with your friends, enjoy yourself, maybe even call it a night. Or you can choose to have 14 of these and wake up in jail. What the heck? That is if you're fortunate enough to wake up at all. Uh, 14 beers? Choice is clear. Drink responsibly. Drink responsibly, ladies and gentlemen. Says Samoa Joe. Cheers to that, Joey. Cheers to that. So Samoa Joe, uh, in a purely distasteful act, still trying to uh, go at go Jeff Hardy into some form of uh, reaction. He's uh, knocking Jeff for his, you know, past transgressions, and I. I don't think that's cool. You know, like, I mean, it's getting in his head, and I think it is leading into a match, potentially at uh, TLC a week from Sunday. I would like to see those two go at it and Joe be uh, taken care of once and for all, but it's not up to me. It's up to the WWE and ultimately uh, the WWE Universe, I assume, or vice versa being the WWE Universe and ultimately the WWE. Um, above all, it was a very funny segment, you know, a public service announcement, if you will, from the Samoan Destroyer or uh, just the Destroyer, you know, from Samoa. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was cool. It was well-spoken. He was, he was very concise. And, you know, I personally think that Jeff Hardy is... Uh, a new man since he's returned to WWE for what has happened in the past with, you know, all of his mistakes and quote-unquote demons and stuff, I can say, I forgive you, Jeff Hardy. You know, uh, the mistakes that he made didn't necessarily take place on WWE television, and that's commendable, you know, and it sucks that whatever he went through, he went through, but at the same time, we see clearly that he's attempting to better himself. And since he's been back in the WWE, you know, he's had multiple title reigns as tag team champion and, you know, United States champion. And in time, I'm pretty sure he'll go on another run. And for right now, he's given us a lot of very extreme moments from his return at WrestleMania uh, the year before it last, you know, and 
even against Randy Orton when I think that was the dawning on or a newer dawning of an extreme side when he did a swanton bomb in the crowd, you know, like in the uh, tech area. It was just really, really awesome to see how Jeff Hardy has done things. So, you know, it sucks that Joe had to uh, distract Jeff Hardy <laughs> uh, with, you know, his antics. But all in all, it was a very entertaining segment, and I look forward to see uh, what next week brings uh, regarding Jeff Hardy and Samoa Joe. If uh, Jeff Hardy just so happens to uh, choose to respond, you know, and go down to those levels that Joe is attempting to bring him down to, I, you know, it's a, it's a good, it's good entertainment, you know, but we've got our main event coming up between AJ Styles and The Miz, so let's, uh, get to that and see how that plays itself out so we can, uh, get through the rest of the show. Wait a minute. The Usos taking on the bar in a rap battle hosted by the New Day. Tonight, not tonight, next week, we're going to get a rematch, a WrestleMania rematch between Charlotte and the Empress uh, Oscar. Wow, that's going to be a good one. All right. So we get the New Day and Brian on commentary. And he's effectively uh, trying to guilt trip everyone into feeling bad about the choices they make regarding their diet and the earth and methane gas and such of the sort. And I can understand uh, what he's attempting to get at. I think that Daniel Bryan or the new Daniel Bryan is uh sharing <laughs> uh what he has always thought about a mass majority of the WWE universe and he's using his platform to bring awareness to uh, his grievances I don't know if it's going to change the world, but as far as eating healthier goes, maybe just maybe I could, uh, how can we say it better, the best way possible, you know, because we all should be able to uh, self-identify with the messages shared on WWE television, or at least attempt to. You know, I think that Daniel Bryan is uh, fairly accurate in his description of the ignorance that is, you know, the diet and lifestyle choices of the WWE universe. Using the platform is... Uh, something that he is entitled to. He can share his opinion and feelings, you know, about the lifestyle choices and uh, diet of the WWE Universe and to be healthier and take care of the earth and kicking people in the groin in the name of getting what you want. Uh, that's something that every cutthroat corporation and businessman uh, holds near and dear. Using uh, The Miz as the reason behind Daniel Bryan making his decision, you know, is, uh, you know, that's not something that I would agree with, I think. Daniel Bryan has had a lot of time to think in those hyperbaric chambers for three hours a day. I think that, you know, there's not much that one can do except either stand on the decisions they've made or 
uh, switch their lifestyle. So it comes down to um, whether or not Daniel Bryan is going to switch what he's saying or continue on this crusade to make everyone feel bad about their lifestyle decisions and their diet and how it affects their home planet. It's interesting. It's very cool. And um, he's calling everyone selfish because of it. For everyone to uh, have certain lives that they live and then be berated by certain heel figures in the WWE, you know, being WWE superstars and all like, oh, well, you guys don't have this and you guys don't have that, you know, it's uh, sure is masculine or it sure does make you look strong to attack what their situation is, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's comical, or dare I say, almost a slap in the face, you know? Like, oh, you guys aren't even anything. You guys spend your hard-earned money on this, tickets, to come see us. But at the end of the day, you see, looking at us because y'all are unhealthy and the rest of us. And, um... Everyone watches for a different reason, but to berate them, eh, you know, this is what the WWE World Heavyweight Championship is all about. Huh? This is the way a WWE World Heavyweight Champion represents himself. This is a role model. Uh, you know, I think one with soft skin would be offended. I think one with tougher skin would recognize what he's doing and respond to it intelligently and wait for next week. So, in the off chance that Daniel Bryan gets to hear this, is that all you got? Whoa, now look at this everybody. Uh, I did not watch any of this. This was all off top, straight from the hip. Hold on though, let's hear it. Oh. Go ahead, Byron. What right do you have, Byron, to spend your time as a commentator talking about things you don't know anything about? Why don't you talk about this sublime match with this sublime wrestler like AJ Styles? Yeah, Byron, I won't even tell Brian about your problem quickly. So, cool match back and forth. Daniel Bryan attempted to interfere, but. Uh, AJ had the upper hand and was able to get Miz into the calf crusher, which uh, forced him to tap out. But then uh, Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan, attacks AJ from behind. I assume uh, in retaliation to what took place earlier in the evening during the Miz TV segment. So Daniel Bryan goes for an all-out assault on AJ Styles after his victory over the Miz. And uh, heads over to Greg Hamilton, the ring announcer, grabs the microphone, tells him to introduce him as the WWE champion, the new Daniel Bryan. Of course, Greg Hamilton obliges. Daniel Bryan gets up on the announce table and after being announced, asks the WWE Universe if they approve which of course they do not they're booing him they're not happy with his performance on the evening they do not appreciate his behavior and uh, he ultimately calls them fickle uh, <laughs> talk about a great heel champion you know People uh, can ask why, 
and he's going to have the same response of you guys are fickle you know I think picking and choosing your reasoning behind cheering a certain superstar is uh, a very delicate topic I think seeing some heel type shenanigans from a face superstar and getting cheered uh, it all comes down to how each and every WWE superstar and fan feels about what they're doing you know just like there are people that are definitely against what Daniel Bryan has done I think that there are people that are very very impressed with how Daniel Bryan is carrying himself as the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion and going into TLC um, a week from Sunday streaming live on the WWE Universe I think we're gonna have to see AJ Styles uh, go into that bag of heel shenanigans in order to get the championship back from AJ St- I mean from Daniel Bryan because if every response is going to be kick him in the groin if you disagree with them then it's uh it's not really going to be able to be stopped unless uh, extreme measures are taken to prevent what it is that he's attempting to do. So, with all these things being said as shit, this is the podcast in the shadows. I am Blake. I appreciate you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed the SmackDown Live podcast. If you haven't already done so yet, go to the WWE Network and subscribe because new subscribers get TLC for free. Edge and Christian, the show that reeks of awesomeness, they're in season two. They're up to episode two. You can get that. Go watch Ride Along. They've got the NWO Classic Specials up. they got a lot of hidden gems. a lot of great things going on in the WWE Network right now. And I am enjoying everything that takes place. If you didn't catch it and you want to get more of an in-depth look into what took place as far as being able to actually see what happened, uh, Fridays, 7.30 or 8 p.m., I believe it's 7.30. You can head over to the WWE Network and watch This Week in WWE with Scott Stanford and Charlie Caruso. Go do those things so we can uh, have a better chat about it. Download the Anchor app. Tell your friends. Share this. Like it. Do what you need to. I will catch you guys tomorrow, hopefully, for 205 Live.